Hello, and welcome to Unrequested with Rad and Shank. I'm Rad. This Shank, y'all. And today we're going to talk about, and I, you know, we, we didn't know, we, we, we were kind of kicking around trying to remember if we had spoken about this, but I guess we have not. And I think ultimately it's because we're not, we're not those guys. So it just, we just, you know, we've, we've had a, a lot of episodes where we kind of talk about our views on things and whatnot, but mm-hmm. we haven't talked about basically manliness. Yeah. Right. And so this episode is called tough guys wear pink. Okay. And that was just kind of a play on things. We were actually came into office and we were going to kicking around topics and, uh, there was a pair of pink Muay Thai shorts hanging mm-hmm. up on the thing. And I, Jennifer <laughs> bought those to sell to, uh, to one of our female students, but it came in a men's size and I was like, oh man, I'll sh- I'll rock those, yeah. you know? And so we kind of got, then I just started thinking, okay, let's get on to the subject of like, like masculine, masculinity, there masculinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, and to the extent of, we're going to touch on, on toxic masculinity because I think you have to have that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately like the art of manliness. Now I don't want to get like a strike or copyright strike or anything like that. There is a website called the art of manliness and it's dedicated to like, you know, all things manly. Yeah. Um, and so all the guys there have like, you know, the long beards and the mustaches, I guess that's a sign of manliness. <laughs> it's hard for me to relate cause I don't grow any facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on the subject of, of being a man, like, you know, you're a man, I'm a man, damn mm-hmm. it. You know, I think in our culture, it's a punchline and it's, I, I guess you can use it for a lot of things, right? You can use it as a punchline. Cause I use it as a punchline. A lot of the time mm. I mess with my son, we joke and we talk about who's manlier and mm-hmm. you know, with your friends, you know? Yeah. And so you joke, well, real man, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what man would do. Well, I'm a man, you know? So it, it is kind of not a punchline in the sense that it's not, we're not teasing manliness, but it's like, it could be fun to play with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it can be, um, so it, it's a state of being that can maybe, I think, is, is in some ways it can be turned dark. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It, it's pushed so far into one. It kind of it, it, it limits a man's ability, a true man's ability to really grow and understand different things, right? Mm-hmm. And and really open his mind or and his heart mm-hmm. to like different things. Um, so it can be that. Uh, I lost my train, man. It was, <laughs> it was like it could be funny. It could be a state of being. Um, it could be a guide, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that some of us, as far as responsibility, and we talked about this. For me, getting into a relationship, getting into a marriage, right, like starting a family, I hinged my responsibilities as a quote man on the fact that I just had to provide. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to provide. I had to be there for the big stuff. I had to. I had to just be there. But but f- primarily, I had to work my tail off to provide. Right. Yeah. That was number one above all else. Man provides. Right. Um, and it cost us uh, cost. It puts strain in other areas, you know. Uh, and that's just an, that's just like an old school Southern thing. I saw my dad do it like, you know, he always worked two jobs like he was just a provider. Mm-hmm. So that can. And so that's I think that's a, a positive thing that it can push us. It can give us like it's like having I guess this is not a fair uh, comparison, but like religion. Mm-hmm. Like if whether you believe in religion or not, it's good for a lot of people because it gives them a, a, a moral template. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faith gives you a compass. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think sometimes, you know, what you feel is a prior or responsibility as a man can can that it could be that for you. Right. Um, what do you think about that? I, I 100 percent agree. Mm-hmm. Like my pastor, he always talks about the the true 
like men or manly thing is to have strength, mm-hmm. but also can be meek at the same time to be strong and mm-hmm. to be gentle. And that's why I messed up. You know what I mean? I always pushed myself on my marriage to say, I'm here to be strong for you. Yeah. Right? To be strong for us. Yeah. But then I didn't exhibit enough vulnerability at times because I had to exhibit consistent strength, you know? Mm-hmm. So the good that's the good thing, right? Because then you can lift people up. You can be strong. Yeah. But sometimes you have to show vulnerability to lift people up. Yeah. You know? Oh, so, absolutely. So I like that. that yeah. That on the flip side of it, you know, it's, it's so it's a good, it's a good guide to, pu- to push you in that direction. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because even if you think about how people grow grew up like for me my mother was pretty much the primary parent in our house right up until mom and dad yeah she was mom and dad so and she you know i'm the youngest of four boys and so she didn't really like treat me just because i was the baby Mm -hmm. she didn't treat me any different Mm -hmm. like people would assume if you're the baby in the family like you're going to get preferential treatment which that does happen it it happens i would say it happens more than it doesn't yeah it doesn't always it doesn't happen always yeah Yeah. and in my case i didn't get that (laughs) you know and so my mom had to wear both pants she taught me just from her perspective of what good looks like from how you treat a woman to how do you treat just another person, right? Not just on an intimacy, intimacy type level, but even platonic relationships. How do you be just a true good person, truly good person in a relationship? And I feel like society, when you look at all the old school movies or whatever the case may be, like New Jack City or whatever those yeah, those yeah. old school movies, the the character portrayal and, and typically in like single family homes like my my situation, you know, you're getting it from your I'm getting it from my mom, but I'm also looking at the TV and I'm seeing what society is saying. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it mixes it up a little bit, you know? Exactly. And and well mixed mixed messages is one hundred percent now. Yeah. For me the positive aspect of always like understanding what it means to be a man right um is always kind of uh be a good man mm-hmm. right and and that comes from like you know my dad being southern and you know being raised catholic stuff like that and then the the, the more often i gravitated towards the positive figures online not online on television and whatnot like mm-hmm. this is what i'm this is how a man behaves mm-hmm. a man takes care of things a man is there for you and mm-hmm. stuff like that so like, it's like the shows like family matters yeah like the different shows back then like different uh, this may be controversial but you know even the cosby's and you know, stuff like the that like, like the yeah. family oriented type shows from that era right mm-hmm. you know the man was always kind of the the, the am i saying patriarch like you know the mm-hmm. one who who led the family mm-hmm. and so i always saw it that way that that was the role i was to mm-hmm. uh be looking to step into yeah right and then um but in a single family home to that point, right? So you have a mother and she's telling you what a man should be as well. So, you know, you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And of course, sometimes that can have more gravity because you see how, how you would want your mother treated. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And so you're like, well, I saw everything my mother did. I love my mother. I would, you know, so you have this like deep respect for women. Mm-hmm. What, what it was with me was I had, my mom said, you're surrounded by women. A women rad you're you're gonna understand women mm-hmm. and i didn't know what that meant when i was a kid you know but i had three sisters and i have a mom mm-hmm. and then my dad was the only so it was me and my dad yeah so i saw how my dad handled things and I, my mom would always tell me you know you're gonna you're responsible for your sisters you know you're the yeah. you know you're the boy blah blah, blah. and i sometimes it's unfair because i was like wait because like, oh you're the only boy you were probably spoiled not at all 
yeah. I was the only boy, so I was everything was taken away. Yeah. Because my sisters need it, and that's what it is, right? That's how I was taught. This is what the man does. He yeah. sacrifices so the women are taken care of, right? And and then all these different lessons, you know, whatever they are. But I learned, I would say, just as much about being a man from my mom as I did from my dad. I saw how my dad did it, and I understood understood how my mom wanted to be treated, mm. right? Um, and it's not always a good thing because it all depends on the environment, right? To your point, like you understood how your mom viewed a man and she's teaching you to be a man did you feel like you missed out or did you feel like it it balanced you like it gave you oh, the man. right the right perspective i gained so much knowledge just yeah. from learning from my mother because yep. today how i treat my wife mm-hmm. or even just women in general yeah i i give 120 percent respect like i don't step out of bounds mm-hmm. I remain within my character. I remain within like my values of yeah. like what I've grown up and what my mother's instilled in me. So mm-hmm. it doesn't like die on the vine yeah. where she is fed into me. And the next, thing you know, you go out and be this trifling dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've never, I've never been that guy. And I'm always the type of person that, and you know this about me, but whenever I'm like, if I'm learning from somebody, I'm going to learn something. I'm mm-hmm. going to take it and mm-hmm. I'm actually going to apply it. You're not just going to hit me in my ears yeah. with some knowledge and then I leave it alone. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm big proponent into putting into action what I've learned from yeah. somebody. And with my mother, man, she she's not only was like the biggest example on how to treat a woman, but I truly believe my mother was also growing me up to just kind of treat me or to to groom me to do things a little bit different than what my uh, late father and how their relationship was. And she tells me to this very day, she's like, boy, I tell you one thing about you. You got your father's sense of humor. 100%. Yeah. And she also said the second thing is that she was just so proud of me because of who I've become, mm-hmm. um, you know, married yeah. with a kid and, you know, it's a respectable relationship, but it's, I don't stop there. Meaning I don't just provide, I actually give myself to my wife, whether it be emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, mentally, spiritually, like mm-hmm. I give myself to my family. Okay, don't, don't forget sexually. Sexually. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to lay that down, lay it <laughs> yeah. down. I'll make the yeah. toes curl <laughs> up just a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a full package. Man. It's a full yeah, package, absolutely. man. But but, but I, I do I hear, that. I, but that what? didn't happen overnight. But to that point, like your yeah. mother guided you into that role, right? My so mother, yeah. And I would, you know, prior to understanding that, you know, because I I grew up with both parents, mm-hmm. uh, but and I, I can't say that it was always perfect, right? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Not you know, you see your parents go through the ups and downs, absolutely. Yeah. But I, you know, depending on your environment, and 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 let me throw something out there because. The environment is crucial because men, I believe, ultimately kind of become their fathers. If they're not careful, it can go both ways. Jeff and I have had this conversation. You have a 50-50 shot. Your child could see the trifling stuff or the struggle or all the crap you do, and they could either go one of two ways. They can decide to be the exact opposite. I will not live like that. I will be better. Mm -hmm. Or more often than not, you know, well... This is how my this is how my parents this did it. This is how the cards right? this is how my dad, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that goes for women as well. I've always said this and I've said this to Jennifer. Women marry their fathers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if let's say you grew up and and again, you know, not saying anything to domestic, you know, people in a domestic situation, right? But if you saw your mother verbally or physically abused, right? You're a woman. And they said it was okay. 
And then the house seemed normal from time to time, but you'd see this from time to time. So when it starts to happen to you, you're like, okay, well, I saw this when I was growing up. I guess this is just how things are. Yeah. Right? And you start to accept an unacceptable situation. Mm -hmm. But you don't know that it's unacceptable. Same goes for behavior. You start to adopt unacceptable behavior, but you don't know that it's unacceptable. Yeah. Right. So, so again, it's, it's in influences. You kind of have to be clear on the influences. Um, and then that goes into like our next thing. So this, we were talking about growing up to be a good husband and a, and a father and all these different things as far as being, you know, those being responsibilities, responsibilities of a man, mm-hmm. but your, your manly mentors, I'll, I'll say, let's, let's yeah. use that term, manly men, like whether it be somebody you see on TV, you have to be very careful of the people you adopt as like, you, you know, you put up not so much on a pedestal, but you look up to, yeah. right. As far as your role models, yeah. You know, I was very fortunate that I had role models, you know, and Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, you know, people that I, I appreciated their talent and what they did in the world. And I wanted to be those things. Yeah. But I never looked at their personal life and was like, you know, mm-hmm. I guess I, you know, to your point, watching your TV, but my dad always kind of anchored me there. I always mm. saw what he did and how hard he worked. To the point where there's things I felt like he he never did for himself. Like he went a little too far. Yeah. Right. Um, which, but that's why I, I, I say this to you. Uh, I've said it to you before. I say it to a lot of people. I say, I'll never be the man that my dad is. I just can't. Yeah. He's too generous and he's too forgiving. And I, I don't see, I don't think I can ever reach that level to where you, it does not matter. You know, he will always be there. Right. Yeah. I feel that, you know, you know, sometimes I feel there's has to be consequences. There has to be lessons. Mm-hmm. And trust me, he didn't have a problem doling out lessons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know you will learn today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he always just, just the way his work ethic mm-hmm. and the simplicity of, of his existence, you know, he's just like, you know, I'm here to just provide for the people that, that I'm responsible for and work yeah. and I'm going to work hard. And, you know, he never put pressure on me as far as my future. He just said, whatever you choose to do, just be the best at it. Yeah. It's why, you know, he didn't say go to college, do this and do that and put all that additional pressure. Yeah. He would check my grades and what the hell is this? You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But ultimately it was all just, you know, whatever you, son, whatever you do. Just be the best. Yeah. It's why I'm so driven. You know, we talk about this, yeah. whatever I put my mind to, I run. Yeah. And it's because I, you know, it's been, you know, we, too many people walk. And if I'm running, then I'll get there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But that's another thing I think is, is manly uh, as far as, you know, the art of manliness or what you gain, what you're given by your role model. So it's all about choosing the proper role models to understand, you know, I guess like as far as in my eyes of what being a man is about, mm-hmm. right? To where maybe you pick the wrong. And God, think about all the the weird men that are out there now. And I say weird in the sense that like, you know, these, let's just say these like young adults that act like jackasses online, right? And kids look up to them and they think, you know, well, they're rich and they're famous and girls love them. And I want to be like that guy. And that's what a man does, you know, you know, and they're not, that's an idiot. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people go around and they act like idiots. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and they just treat people like shit and it drives me nuts. Cause it's like somehow they got this sense of what, a what that's what a man looks like. And then on the flip side from the older, older version of a man, like where someone's like, so uh, closed minded, right. Mm-hmm. Fixed mindset kind of man where it's like, you know, men don't do this and men, men don't wear pink and men don't, you know, you know, all this yeah. things like super aggressive manliness. And that's where I get into toxic ma- masculinity Yeah, where it's like, you're not helping them grow in the modern society or just as a person overall, you're giving them a very narrow lane mm-hmm. to believe that this is what a man stands for. Yeah. Like what are your thoughts all around on all that? 
I, I mean, I believe in doing the opposite, yeah. <laughs> you know, breaking barriers, yep. Yep. changing the way a man truly is. And I, you know, just from, from my example of who I am and so the audience can kind of know how, who is Justin as a mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm empathetic. Yeah. I cry. Oh God. Yeah. I'm vulnerable. I talk about my feelings. Uh-huh. I show these feelings towards my son. Mm-hmm. I allow my son to feel I even and even though he's two, I he he begins to he's emotionally aware mm-hmm. when either mommy and daddy are having a, a heated fellowship conversation or um, if I'm not having a great day or if Angie's not having a great day, he'll come in like console us. Yeah. And he'll 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 say, you said yeah. you said, but I'm seeing those seeds that are planting in him because I want my son to understand that. At the end of the day, you're a human. You're a human being. You have to feel. Yeah. You, you cannot shut doors on feelings because it will do more harm than good. And if you can be open about it, if you can cry about it, I'll never forget this day where when I found out Kobe Bryant had died and his and his wife and his uh, daughter Gigi was in there too, and she died too. I cried because yeah. I grew up with Kobe. Yeah. Like that was my guy, even though I didn't, I didn't know him, but I knew him because I was able to identify with some, some person that had the same color as me, you know, and was doing basketball and just a role model. So when he passed away, I was on the floor just crying. And that's one thing that I've set a rule as a man in my house is you can freely express yourself do not make anyone feel weird about it. Like I, and Angie knows it. Like if I'm walking around crying and if I need you or if there's something bothering me, like Mm -hmm. obviously I'm going to talk to you about it, which way or the other, but let me feel absolutely. You know what I mean? Don't stare at me. Don't make it feel weird. Just let me feel. And that's a pillar I believe of toxic masculinity where it's this, you don't show emotion type yeah mindset right like oh, yeah that is a huge staple of the whole issue of the whole like toxic masculinity where you know as much as much as my dad is this amazing person that was he's from old school he's from the south and you know you don't show your ass in public you know you know so my dad always just exuded strength right yep. and i never saw him get emotional and he wasn't affectionate he, like he was old school so he'd hug my sisters but he wouldn't hug me yeah right after i grew past a certain age yeah so then when i got bigger than him i hug him and there's yeah. pi- there's a lot of pictures online of like him me forcing and he can't he can't fight him he yeah. can't fight me off so yeah i'm gonna take my hugs right mm-hmm. i was very fortunate my mom was affectionate right mm. to where my mom is so affectionate and she said it's because we're asian and she's just so loving and affectionate that i'm an affectionate person yeah right and so even though my dad wasn't that way towards me my mom was so it gave me this perfect balance this, to what i was saying earlier that i learned to be a man for my mom and my dad yeah and so when i met jennifer she wasn't affectionate she came from a family that wasn't affectionate and then it was odd to her that i was constantly hugging her in public and kissing on her and so she had to get used to that yeah you know but affection and then now she's to where that's how that's her love language. One of her mm. love languages is that she has to be held and show, her she's shown love through affection. Yep. Right. So that's to, to what you're saying. So affection, emotion, I put them all together, mm-hmm. and you know, these are things that you know. Well, a real man just doesn't share that, you know. Yeah. And I get that. There's moments that you have to show strength and you have to be strong for you. Have to pick your moments. Oh, there's a right? balance. But when you understand that, you know, showing vulnerability or showing, you know, your emotion mm-hmm. is going to help, or it's just going to help you. Yeah. Like, man, I have no. Pro- I cry. You know, even where we used to work, I cry in front of my employees. I cry in front of my class. If something emotionally touches me, I don't have a problem crying. Oh yeah. Right. It. I feel. It, it, it's why 
I'm not racked with like depression because I don't feel that I'm suppressing any feelings. And it's why you are the way you are. You're upbeat and open and friendly and you don't deal with those feelings. I think that, you know, we were talking about it before the episode started that they're the, you know, toxic man, these causes, uh, depression and all these different things. And why is that? Yeah. It's because you're taught to suppress things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you push them down. Now, what's the one thing that a manly man doesn't suppress? Anger. Yeah. Right. Which is probably the one thing he should suppress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And not suppress, but maybe dig through mm-hmm. and slowly like yeah. let out in a different, in whatever ways. And just use anger where appropriate. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, un- yeah. Understand like, it your better. Football like, team lost. What's, okay. What's the yeah. heart of it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it could be that because you're, you're suppressing so many other things that it's all coming out and over one thing that really has nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before. Um, my mom used to say like, cause I was always so composed and disciplined. I was raised military, so you don't mm-hmm. act up. So then when I finally would have the, a moment that I, I would, I would just explode. Yeah. And I, you know, and I didn't understand it. So she started pointing that out and I had to tap into the fact that I was taught yeah. to keep things, you know, not just manliness for my father, but growing up military, going to military school. It's like, no, you stay in line, you stay composed and you don't show that shit until, yeah. you know, when you're on your own. Yeah. So being able to like grow past that was, was huge for me. Yeah. And then showing my son, you know, um, hugging him and stuff like to the point of messing with him. Like he's in high school and I purposely like no one's hugging their, their son. I'm, I always hug my son. Like yeah. I'd hug him and pick him up in front of his friends and yeah. you know, he kind of laughed at me, dad, you know? Uh, and then he'd, he'd be walking away and I'd stop the car line. You know, he's yeah. a sophomore in high school. I'm like, Hey, Hey, come give me a hug. Mm-hmm. And he, no problem. Okay. You know? And now, you know, he's a grown man. Every time he sees me, he hugs me, mm-hmm. you know, and I want him to understand that affection. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And my family is just that way. So anyway, I don't want him to ever fear, you know, a show of emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. As a, as a weakness, as a man. And yeah. so I'm, so I'm piggybacking on everything you said. And I'm, and I'm saying that what we're saying is, is, uh, proves as to why that aspect of toxic masculinity is an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe, and you believe that being a man is having the strength to be vulnerable and emotional and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that is what a real man does. A real mm-hmm. man does not act like an asshole and suppress things and, 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 you know, really just not, t- I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, so, so then again, we get into this debate about, you know, what is a real man? Yeah. Right. Yep. And I believe a real man is what, is how we're describing it. Now that's our opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You can have this archaic sense of manliness where you're like, you know, no, this is what a man you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're very militant. Live, right. You're going to have yeah. a very limited um, mindset and, and yeah. you may just live just fine like that. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know. I haven't seen many survive, you know, do well with that mindset. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> not, know, today. not today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man. And, and, and so what else do you think? Um well, and I also think like when I was, I was just like reflecting inside my head just now yeah. growing, when I was growing up and I remember my brothers and they didn't like tease me, tease me too hard more so than my friends, but I was really, I was gentle. I wasn't yeah. really like, I still went out and played football. I did basketball. I did the rough stuff, yeah. but I was, I was a very gentle kid. Like I never wanted to harm someone like your with, son your son's like yeah, yeah i never really wanted to harm someone with my words or make someone feel a certain way or me take something away from them to like drive a certain emotion 
but then you do have like this internal battle because then you will, I got teased a lot, quite a bit, mm-hmm. not by my brothers. My, my brothers were kind of like my protectors. Cause they, they didn't have it. They like, nah, we tease baby bro. You, you're, you don't get to tease right, my baby right. brother. <laughs> so it was very clear. So that the teasing was short lived. But when I was teased, I just remember being teased the fact that I was too soft or I was too soft spoken or I was too polite. Yeah, I was called like I was that. called sensitive, yeah. too sensitive. And, and they, they, they they for me, it was because I had three sisters, oh, three sisters. So and I was raised by my mom, yeah, you know, yeah. and so there is going to come a time in people's lives, in particularly men, where you're going to have to make a decision. You're mm-hmm. going to have to decide on whether you're going to be what society has portrayed what a man should be, or you're mm-hmm. going to have to be more what you want to be, yeah. you know, like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. Just, just be more and just be more, just be yeah. more. Why, why, what, depending on where you're getting your information, that's the, you know what I I'm know. saying? Hopefully you have a good situation at home or maybe for me, part of it, I had a great situation at home, but I still had a, a I guess some, some, some areas were warped, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just, it is what it is, you know, mm-hmm. but getting it, being in a, a marriage mm-hmm. helped me navigate like other way areas that I could improve. That's right? where the rubber meets in the road. Exactly. And that's where I feel like where I had to make a decision when I knew Angie was the one, I had to make a decision of, okay, who am, who am I going to be? And it was, yep. it was an organic growth like process where we, we had a couples counselor for almost like four years. Yeah. Um, where we had to unpack some things because there were some things that I went through as a child um, that was trying to define what I should be and how I should act and how uh-huh. I should respond to certain situations that hurt me. But then I had another choice. And if it wasn't for, you know, not only just the pastors that were in my life, but it wasn't for my mom um, you know, friends that I actually surrounded myself around that 100%, were, were yeah. meek and empathetic, just like me, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be able to flex that muscle mm-hmm. a couple of times to like, you're not going to be strong in it, but yeah. you're, you're going to, you're going to be in a place where it's like, I need to make a decision. I like this a part mm-hmm. of me, which is the, the sensitive side. But then I also like this side where I know what I want. Yeah. But I don't have to be a jerk about knowing what I want or bulldozing or what mm-hmm. we, you know, leaving dead bodies in the road while right, I'm right, trying right. to get to <laughs> an end goal of whatever yeah. that is. There's a balance like you were talking yeah. about earlier when we were talking about somebody was bothering you downtown and you had your wife and your son with you and you had to step into, you know, hey, whoa. Oh, I, t- you know I was I mean? like, man, you need to step away. Yeah. Like, hold so I, I, I'm responsible here. <laughs> you know, you still have to call on that strength. Yeah. Right, to be the man, the protector. So we're not saying that, you know, the, the sensitive guy is the, you know, is, is, is what you have to be. It is a balance. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Trust me, man. I'm probably the nicest guy that most people, you're the nicest guy. I probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit not as nice as you. Like I'm, I'm very nice, but you're just you're amazingly very, nice. Thank right? you, man. But I'm, nice, I'm a nice guy. But, yeah. but if, you know, we talk about it, you push me to a, a limit, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I'm definitely a dangerous person mm-hmm. in certain situations. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's, there's causation. There's, you know, I mean, not causation, but there's provocation. There's, there's times that I have to be that either to protect my wife or my daughter or myself. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You know? And so, so no, I'm not saying, you know, dump all that testosterone and dump all that strength. No, mm-hmm. you have to, but can you be as driven and strong throughout all of it to, to the sensitive side, mm-hmm. right? Be as driven, you know, as far as your sensitivity and, and your ability to treat people that way as you are in being strong, you know, viewed as strong and all yeah, that stuff, man. right? And so, you know, 
strength needs to be shown all around. And so oh, that's yeah. that's my view. So I want to be clear that we're not saying you got to dump, you know, all the things in the sense that what a traditionally what a man is to be, but it's to take those things and maybe apply them all around to grow into this better modern version of a man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that that's my two cents, man. Yeah. I think that you know, I and I and I, I don't know. I, I don't talk to enough young people to really and it's not like I hang around old people. You yeah, know yeah. But but you know, I, I sometimes I see, and I, I can't believe that even in the modern world, like now, there still are, you know, current events and whatnot mm-hmm. have really brought to the forefront this ancient thinking that exists within the mind of so many men still. And you're, but didn't you have to kind of remember that, you know, what's their situation? Yeah, you know? I was telling you about when we were watch, I was watching a documentary on Netflix, and it was about that murder on the Sally Jeffrey, Jesse Raphael show, where the guy was, you know, he had a, a, a homosexual friend who, mm-hmm. you know, liked him, and like made it known. And the guy was so at first he was smiling, like okay, you know, it's all good. Because yeah. hey, I've had friends who were attracted to me, and you know, we have a good joke about it. And then it's like it's all good. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and so then. I guess the guy kind of was playing, you know, poking at him a little bit. And, but he, he ended up murdering this guy over that because, mm. and then they, they put his father, they had, they had questioned his father, the, the mm. murderer's father. And he was so toxic in his belief of like, what or how a real man behaves. A real man doesn't let another man talk to him like that. And, oh. and it was so ugly and filled with hate yeah. that this poor man who could have just laughed it off yeah. felt that his whole being had been attacked by, um, a, a homosexual man being attracted to him yeah. to where he was willing to murder someone over it. That's toxic masculinity. Right? That is. And so it's just, it goes too far, you know, it just, does. man, you, you know, if you know, you're a man to the people that matter in the sense that, you know, you're all around man. Yeah. Right now you could be a man to people. Like I have friends who probably aren't the most sensitive, but they're good at working on cars. So, yeah. so he's a, he's a, he's a man in that sense, he's right? Like, like I'm not a man Got in that stabs sense. Right. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. you know, he drinks from the faucet and eats with his hands. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I, you know, I know people who I, I consider in a joking way, like they're more manly than me. I was like, Oh no, I'm not your traditional man. I can't build nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. how to work on cars. Yeah. You know, and those are stereotypes of man. That's where the joking comes into yeah, it. Right. Man. So it's like, I have fun with that. I'm like, Oh no, he's manlier than me, man. Like, he got to, he's got to help me change my, Oh, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. You know? So there's those traits of manliness yeah. that, that I think become to me, they become fun. They don't become a necessity. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have to know those skills to be a real man. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you think about it, like we're human beings and we're socially like we, we have an opportunity to socially move that, you know, that, that barometer or whatever that, yeah. that needle in a, mm-hmm an aggressive direction or a non-aggressive direction. Right. So like we can think and, and kind of figure out. And I, I, I cannot remember who told me this, but they use this example uh, in, in the primal sense in, in lions and, you know, being uh, the male lions who they're king of the jungles, you know, they run, they run prides. Yeah. They are the beast, you yeah. know, of the, of, of the, of the jungle. Mm-hmm. But if they can grab, you know, and they, they can, they can do some things with their mouth. You yeah. mean they can, crunch things yeah, break yeah. things but if they have the gentleness to pick up their cub mm. with their mouth yeah. and lay them down what makes you think and we have tools resources yeah. we can learn how to adapt how to change our behaviors Absolutely. if if an animal you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like if an ant if a lion knows how to knows that this is their cub and that they will kill their cub mm-hmm. if they clench out 100 percent but if they lighten up a bit where they can pick their cub up and move it from point A to point B 
what makes why can't you soften your heart why can't you soften your hand absolutely why can't you soften your pro like you can do this if an animal's doing this and they and they're just instinctively doing it just about out of their second mm-hmm. nature that they know that if they clench down a little bit hard on their yeah. baby cub it's probably going to be lights out yeah yeah but they can grab it and move them from point a to point mm-hmm. b why can't we well and that's a great analogy you know and, what I, I mean? and i'll tell you why though because this is where animals are better than us right? yeah and so there's there's things where you know we consider ourselves the top of the heap which in a lot of ways we are mm-hmm. of course we are look what we've achieved right as a mm-hmm. as a people reason animals are better than us in those aspects is because they're not self-aware yeah. self-awareness breeds ego ego breeds narcissism right so if i have an ego i become self-aware my ego let's say my ego my ego is driven by my belief in my manliness mm-hmm. right and if that's challenged i can't have my my self-awareness drives my self-worth yeah right who i view myself as who i've convinced myself i am and if it's in this highest manly figure and that's challenged just challenge my self-being right which that's a problem right animals don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. because animals aren't self-aware mm-hmm. they just do things to what you said instinctively yeah so they're instinctively nurturing as well as instinctively predatory mm-hmm. right and so it's what simplifies them mm-hmm. but we think, you know, obviously our self-awareness has given us a lot of growth, but it is also what holds us back if we're not careful of who we perceive ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So your self-awareness is crucial in your self-growth to your self-being. Yeah. Um, if your ego, in one way or another, pushes one way too far, you know, then to narcissism or, or even just toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. you know, then can you take a step back and change how you view, you know, your self-worth, not your self-worth, but yeah. You, well, yeah, your self-worth, your self, are you self-aware enough yeah. to tap into, you know, where you're flawed and fix it? That's where I take pride in my self-awareness. I constantly um, look at my flaws and look at ways to better myself in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I have no ego in the sense that, um, in pointing out my own flaws, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even when I'm pointing out, praising my, my, my attributes, I point out my flaws right after it. Ask Jennifer. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, but you know, I'm always that guy. Cause mm-hmm. I never, and I guess that's just born through a, 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 just a, a, a constant state of humility where I never, I to check myself check. You know, oh, yeah. right. So to, to what you're saying, I, I think that's great. But I think that I, and I think that that's why, and maybe if we had better instincts in that regard, mm-hmm. but instincts are, are kind of developed through again, environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that can be, I mean, you can't blame everything on your environment. I'm sorry. There's a point where you kind of have to own your own growth. You got to make a decision. You got to own your own growth. Yeah. Like you can't just blame everything on everyone else. Everyone faces something or, or a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that point you got to move on. Um, that's a great point, man. So now we've kind of had a very serious conversation about it. Right. And to what I was saying earlier about like, you know, now making jokes and having some fun, like let's have a little bit of fun on the topic because again, as we grow, it's not, it's not, not everyone is like that. Not everyone's struggling with their manliness, mm-hmm. you know? I think the struggle with their manly with manliness in my sense is, is laughable. Like I, I make it a, a joke, right? Yeah. Like I say, like, Oh man, he's manlier than me. I don't know how to do those things and kind of laugh about it. And I'm like, well, you know, um, I guess I'm just not a real man. And so I like having fun with the manly, you know, the, the yeah. kind of aura of manliness that is kind of presented. So in, in a lot of, if you can laugh at it, right. Then you don't, you don't feel like you have to hold yourself to a higher standard of manliness. Yeah. That said, um, 
Jennifer, do we have any fun things about manliness? Or do or were you were you wanting to do some facts first? I found some facts. Okay, Ooh. let's do some facts before we do some before we have fun. So <clears throat> excuse me. So uh 54% of all men describe themselves as somewhat manly or masculine. How would you describe yourself? I definitely go with somewhat. I, I think I've somewhat. said that this whole episode, like that I believe in my strength in a lot of aspects, right? I believe in my yeah. my abilities as a man, but at the same time, um, given that the, in a traditional, if you're if we're saying against a traditional mindset of a man of manliness, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm somewhat manly because you know because like we said, we're emotional and we're tapped into those things. So mm-hmm. by the stand, if we go by those standards, then you know. Yeah, I'm not an overtly, I'm not an ex- ex- aggressively manly person, right? Yeah. So I'm going to say somewhat. Yeah. That's impressive, 54%. So, 54%. So I think it, that's what I'm saying. If you're not tapped in, we and we've said this a couple yeah. times, if you are not tapped into... Like th- those things we talked about, your emotions, your you know, your nur- you know, just being nurturing, loving these different things that maybe ha- were taboo in the sense of being a real man, mm-hmm. right? You're not gonna you're not gonna grow in this modern world, and that just that that um, I think that attests to that. It does, you know, yeah. Because I mean, if you were to take what, what were you, if you took that in the fifties, you think fifty percent of the people would think they weren't manly? You know what I'm saying? I bet you'd have like seventy, eighty percent were like, oh no, I'm a real man. I handle business. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I, that's a number that kind of, I think it just uh, solidifies what we've been saying. Yeah. I as far as the does. modern world. I think it does. That's a good one. What about you, Justin? You know, I don't know how to answer that question. Cause you I think you're the same. I, I, I would say I'm the same. You're somewhat. I would manly. probably have to look at what the definition of masculinity is and what the definition of manly is to kind of. Yeah. What definition are they contrast? going by? Like, yeah, are they going by again, like a traditional sense of masculinity right i was starting to question that myself too like what is real what is masculinity yeah well you know what's funny is that i instinctively always i was able to answer so fast and why do you think that is because i instinctively view it as yeah you have your yep that's right uh you know a man like a man does this a man is tough a man doesn't show his emotions this is a real man like i instantly yeah. Assume that's what they're talking that's about. That's what they were talking right? about. Okay. Or else why are they asking? Right? right. So just the textbook definition of masculinity is qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of men such as handsome, muscled, and driven would mean that person is a prime example of masculinity. Well, I do all those. Oh, Here's the thing. I so think you and I have attributes. All, I think you and I have all those things. For real. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially the driven part, right? Yeah. I think that is a very, that's a very careful description of manliness. Yeah. Right? Because you're telling me 50% of the world doesn't see themselves as driven, you know, of men yeah. that were interviewed. So I think that's a very basic, um, yeah. like, let me shy away from the, like, ta- or any uh, stereotypes yeah. of manliness and just give a very, oh, handsome, muscled, and driven how is that yeah like, you know what I mean? like, like, that's it that's like for it. me if you were to ask i would like i said like the art of manliness web- website all the guys who run they're all where they all have long beards and must and like to them that's you know it's all about like being manly you know yeah and so it it's so many interpretations oh it is but you know open. when you say manly i'm like you know old what? school like like cowboys vikings uh you know like yeah you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah. i hear you 
Oh, go ahead, Jen. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what is manly? Because it says the it says. Oh, that was masculine. That's still, masculinity. That's a, that's, a, that's a safe definition. And it was saying manly versus masculinity. So masculinity, they said, was. So manly, having or denoting those good qualities traditionally associated with men, such as courage and strength. Or bold, courageous, valiant, fearless. Okay, so masculinity is like the the character traits. Manly is like, or I mean, masculinity is the external traits, like physicality and all that stuff. And then you're saying manly is like the internal traits. Like, what are the what was manly again? Manly is. Let me go back to it. So, having or denoting good qualities that traditionally are associated with men, such as courage and strength. Yeah. See, yeah. so now I'm hearing the definition of masculinity and manly. They're not. I don't even know. Not, like they, I'm they, neutral. By definition, they're not synonymous. Yeah. Right? So here's the thing. What what that shows me, and what everything we've been saying shows, like I guess my view of what people see manliness as mm-hmm. might be skewed, right? Yeah. But I don't think I'm wrong in that most people, when you think of manly, you think of those things, yeah. right? Yeah. But what I think we're learning and what I think all this episode is teaching is this. Manliness is relative, right? Mm. I mean, um, I don't think you can really uh, decide or really lock it down as to what it truly is, mm-hmm. right? So like I said, those are safe definitions. Yeah, they are. Right? Because you, if you were to go ask anyone, they would list a, a, a myriad of things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you and I just wrote it down, we may have similar, mm-hmm. but not exactly the same mm-hmm. as to what we see, yeah. right? Um, and then we just said, well, this is what we think a real man is in the modern world. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So all that, all that, I guess, is when it comes to the, the term toxic masculinity, I think if... What's your view of of masculinity or being a man? If it becomes toxic in the way that it can harm you or other people, whether it be like harm you emotionally or you go out and do something physical, mm-hmm. whatever the case, ruin relationships, then it's or toxic. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, let's just yeah, like wipe our hands right there. Yeah, I was gonna right? say. Well, yeah. to answer your question, I I agree nor disagree. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. neutral yeah. to that yeah. point. To that point, it's relative, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. It's also based on your um your social influence okay western civilizations uh masculinity is comes from their strength courage independence leadership or their assertiveness so if uh, yeah i I can agree that's how they view what the western that's how that's how really yeah that's so in the in the western cultures that's you would be manly if you had those qualities so kind of like a don draper yeah. Type yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, oh. Right. Which, which that's how I view it. That's how I, th- you know, view that, you know, you're kind of told that that's what a real man. Think that's about it. Think about it. Let's say you watch Donald Glover, who's hilarious, right? Yeah. And you watch Don Draper. And if you put that up on a screen and you asked a million people, they would point to Don Draper and say, that's a real man. Yeah. That's how a real man would act. He has a Donald career. Glover's great. He's, he's assertive. Donald Glover's cute and he's funny and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's great and he's intelligent. But you would not look at Donald Glover. Yeah. And say, you know, that's a real man. Although Donald Glover is a real man. He's a real talented man. Yeah. Right. But by, by those, by that stereotypical standard is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I could be, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. But yeah. So, so yeah, I'll go with it's relative. Um, Okay. Did I'm you, sorry I had to go deep on that. I just needed no. the definition because I'm like, how do I answer that question? Because I don't know how to answer it. But. No, you already have your idea of manliness. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
And it, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, let's get away from the serious for a minute, right? Do you have any fun stuff about like manly or any manly nothing up there? <laughs> wow. I didn't look for. Any. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. I, I was telling you about this. So I like what I like is like the humor. Of, of like man, like attacking manliness, yeah. right? Or manly, you know, well, real man. Like J- Jennifer gets nu- drives, it drives Jennifer nuts. But Jalen and I, we get around each other. We talk trash to each other. And mm-hmm. my, Jalen's my son. And always he'll say something. I was like, well, you know, a real man would have taken care of himself. Oh, well, a real man would have paid for it. Well, a real man would know how to fix it. And he wouldn't have to pay someone to do it. You know, so we always talk trash. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, well, you guys just shut up. Yeah. You know, cause, yeah. but this is like, it's like a running joke but, yeah. but, um, for us. But uh, I was telling you about, a commercial. It's like one of my, it was one of my favorite commercials. And so it's like a body wash commercial. So, excuse me. So the guy, I guess he accidentally uses his wife's body wash. He doesn't know it's her body wash. Uh-huh. He likes the smell of it, he uses it and everything. And then she comes home and she tells, she, she reveals that it's her, his body wash. And he, he looks up, he's like, what? And he runs outside and he starts doing all the manly things. He's like, there's like cuts of him working on a car. He's got, he's smearing oil on his face. And yeah. then like he was in the backyard, like chopping trees down. And the best one is <laughs> then he's in the front yard and he's like riding a lawnmower with a shirt off, but a, with a Viking helmet on. Yeah. And he's, like doing, and he's like drinking from a beer bong. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's, like, it's like, it's really funny. Cause he's yeah. like, Oh my God, for a moment I may have tainted my masculinity Yeah, <laughs> and I have to do all these things to get my, you know, my manliness back good. up yeah, yeah to feel manly again yeah so that kind of stuff like if you can have a sense of humor about it if you can yeah you know yeah uh so i was hoping that we'd find some kind of funny stuff about yeah. manly but i think that it's not like you can you know maybe you look up direct manly jokes but everyone knows that at some point you've made a joke about like well being a real man or yeah you know like the, the like the name of this episode is you know real men wear pink Right, and we were talking about when it went. Oh, I said, do you remember when pink became hot? That and, was a thing. Yeah, man. and it was a thing, and everyone was trying to rock pink shirts. And I even made jokes about it um, because I just didn't want to wear pink mm-hmm. because I thought with my complexion I'd look like you know, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. This is for I'd me. I look like a salsa instructor. So I said, you know, start calling me Raul or something like yeah. that. But I was kind of like <laughs> Raul, you know. And so I, I was, ma- I would make jokes about it because yeah. you know it was the thing. Like everyone was rocking pink polos and pink shirts, and so I got a shirt that was close. It was like it was gray, but it wasn't quite pink. And I called it salmon. Do you remember? Yeah. And then I was like, they were like, "Oh, rad! You finally!" Because I'd always say, "I ain't wearing no pink shirts, man." Everyone trying to get all you know wear pink shirts, and I was and like, "I'm," a, and I would, just, yeah, I'd always joke around with people. I'd be like, "I'm a real man. We ain't wearing. I don't wear pink." And then when I wore that shirt, they were like, "Oh, you wearing a pink shirt?" I said, "Salmon." Yeah, it's salmon. It's not pink. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and that was just a joke and uh, i think maybe i you know most people understood that i was joking but i think some people probably thought yeah well, he's really you know, yeah he's not in touch with his sense like oh my god <laughs> was your masculinity you? being questioned no i, I think i liked Were the, you i liked the the, the 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 funny thought of people you know making fun of it like it yeah. like, like somehow that it was being attacked by by telling me i should wear pink yeah you know and I think everyone caught on to it because I always say like, "Damn, I'm a real man. I don't wear pink." Yeah, you know, I make a joke out of it. Yeah, so I have a good, I have a good sense of humor in that sense. And so, oh man, I remember, I remember that that movement of everyone rocking pink. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we came up. Well, with the shorts and everything. Would yeah. you guys wear pink underwear? Uh-huh. I think I, I wouldn't go buy it. Like I don't know. I just don't think if it, it would came s- in a pack. I'd wear it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll wear it. I oh, wear. Absolutely. I wear lime. I wear red. I wear. 
you know, I wear a lot of colors, you know. I wear warm colors. Yeah, if it came in a, <laughs> I honestly have no issue. I, I wear pink socks. Uh, like, I, I really don't. We um, And we were talking about this. We wore pink in your wedding. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was the. That's absolutely yeah. true. I thought you, that was salmon. His, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, the ties I, were definitely pink. Yeah. But the jacket. We were talking. It was it was more salmon. I it think. was. Is it salmon or salmon? What do you guys say? I say salmon. You say salmon, and I get laughed at. Well, salmon is no. Salmon. That sounds like salmonella. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't really yeah. eat salmon, so when I think of it, I like see the word, uh-huh. and then my brain wants to say the L. Yeah, or is it cumin <laughs> or cumin? <laughs> I guess it depends what you're talking. What are we about. doing here? Let me let me save you <laughs> some some public embarrassment real quick. It's definitely salmon. <laughs> And it's definitely, definitely cumin. You sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> be like, don't be up and like, I got to finish. Yo, uh, yo, what time are you guys to be up for dinner? Okay, well, I just got to finish making some. I'm just looking for some cumin. Yeah. I'll eat before I come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Um, or pun you intended. know what? For me to disrupt the masculinity or the manly definition, I do my feet once a month. Like I, I go through Let a me process. Say, you take great care of your feet. I, I, I have actually do. pointed that out, not just to you, mm-hmm. but I've pointed it out to you in front of in other front people. of the class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, um, because listen, guys, we train on mats, yeah, and so our feet dry out. Mats soak up the moisture in our feet, and our feet dry out. And and you, I mean, I'm gonna say who, yeah. but we used to train with a brother, and boy, oh, did he man. he have the ashiest feet. Yeah. Oh my And it was like, gosh. come on, man. You can put some lotion. You can on put that. some lotion on that. Yeah, you can. Now. I worry about my feet because I'm on the mats all day. Yeah. Right. And so when I see your feet, I actually get jealous. And yeah. I remember like, remember I asked you, I said, you man, did. your feet look good. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I, so I soak my feet. Oh, so once a month I do my feet. Actually, before we jumped on this episode, yeah. I was like, dang, I got to do my feet tonight. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming up on, on my one month mark. Okay. And so I, I get some hot water. I soak my feet and um, as I'm soaking my feet, I'm watching the show or whatever it is. And then I let it soak for about 15 minutes and I take take it out and I get a um, a scrubber okay. and get all that dead skin off and clip my toenails and all that things. And then I soak my feet again. And then sometimes if I'm if it's like a luxury month, I'll go out and actually get foot mask where it has like some avocado solution in there and you just slip okay. your foot in there and it it and you just tape it off what? and you're walking around the house with like a bag with mush of just really? a solution in there but it's intended it's called a foot mask and it it, it keeps wow. your feet warm it keeps it soft it gets those those odors where that kind of comes where do out you soak your feet do you have a foot bath thing that you put your feet in? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Because yep. I was gonna say, <laughs> I've tried to soak my feet before, but I'm here trying to put my big ass like uh, ham hocks into like a a bowl. <laughs> and, like yeah. my foot does it's just my heel or my oh, toes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't fit my whole foot in there. Oh yeah. So I was no, like, man. when you say you're soaking feet, I'm like, you must have one of those. Yep, those little plastic baths. little foot baths. Because okay. Angie, she she okay. was the one that kind of put me on. Man. Um, I do sometimes. Maybe I haven't gone in a while, but I sometimes will get a petty. Yeah, I'll right. go get a well, petty. You mean a manny? A manny. A manny. A petty. Yep. yep, I'll yep. get a manny and um. Okay, but that's not to all the time. That, I to, usually do my feet once a month. And and you know what I'm. I have to adopt that because yeah. like, like my feet. Yeah. They need you some. don't actually, you don't have bad feet. Really? You I feel don't. like, 
I I've seen like, some dogs. <laughs> I've seen some like rough eagle claws. Sometimes like, you see the toenails. You'd be like, "What do you do, shoot, man?" Like, I've seen feet where the the shoe uh-huh. molds around the foot, Ooh. and you kind of know, like, "Oh yeah, you got a strong bunion." Do you like yeah. ha- like like Eddie said, like hammer time on the toes? Yeah, man. Toe. But I do my feet. I actually I enjoy uh, if Angie allows me to do like a facial mask. Sometimes she'll do it for me. Jennifer and I, um, we haven't done those in a while, but Jennifer used to do that. She'd be like, hey, you want me to do a mask? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, yep. that's fun. I I need to step up my foot. We both do. Jennifer and I need to. Uh, not to Jennifer. I'm not saying that. Let me be yeah, clear. I'm not like, saying Jennifer's Jennifer. bad feet. But <laughs> there's times where Jennifer, she says, oh, my heels are so dry. And so you I'm like, it. we should probably do something. And then, like, <laughs> so let me break this down and don't laugh too hard at me. But, you, you know, all the stuff you're saying I've never heard of. Yeah. You know what taking care of my feet consists of? <laughs> I slather my feet up with Vaseline and I put a sock on and go to sleep. <laughs> Bro, that's actually, that's that is really good to do. <laughs> it is because I, I feel like good. they're really dry. I'm like, well, if I soak them in. <laughs> Just Vaseline soak them in there. Night. They're fine. Oh, no, no, bro. Because <laughs> okay. I, so before I go to bed, I actually sometimes I'll put lotion on my feet and mm-hmm. put socks on. Yeah. I do the same thing. You got to, man, because I, every time I've tried to put some kind of cream on, then on bed, my feet move all night and they like rubs mm-hmm. off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I it grabs do, the blanket like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I need to do better. You pull the blanket off just so it doesn't grab. Mm-hmm. You just got your feet out, you know? I, I definitely need to do better. So I'm, I'm going to look yeah. into that. Um, I will say, you know, I talk about how my dad was like, you know, military man, manly and everything. My dad, um, and to this day, he's testified to that. Uh, Jennifer could even say, tell you. Petty, Manny Petty. He gets Manny and Petty. Yeah. My dad's hands and nails, they always look amazing. Yeah. Like he like he would sit there and it was just weird to me. And it was like filing his nails and doing his nails. And then my sister, when she was older, she would do his nails. My mom would that do his nails. That must be a generational thing because yeah. Pastor Greg does that. Yeah, my dad. He'll go. He'll, he goes once. You yeah. said these are Manny. Is your hand yeah, is Manny? He'll go get a, a mm-hmm. manicure once a month yeah. and he won't do like. Uh, you know, like he won't do a color in his nails, but he'll <laughs> he'll have it polished, and then he'll yeah, do yeah. like a light, clear coat. Oh yeah, oh, where yeah. My shiny. Dad, my dad takes really good care. Now he doesn't go in much. He takes he does himself. But they, I always saw them using all the tools. And then I remember I saw my sister doing his nails. Like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm doing dad's nails. I'm like, what do you do to your nails? You yeah. know, like I didn't understand it. Yeah. Uh, but my dad, he's like, people look at your hands and they look at your feet. Oh, uh, yeah. In the sense of looking at your feet, that old school mindset, like look at the kind of shoes you're wearing. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, take care of your hands. And I was like, whatever, my hands are horrible. But um, but yeah. So so you know, even the manliest person I know in my life, as far as that 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 mindset, yeah. Um, you know, that's something that's important to yeah, him. yeah, man. And I like to do hair mask. So like, I'll do deep conditions and all that. So yeah. well, that's because I'm I'm growing my hair out. Okay, you know, the okay. audience can't see. I mean, uh, but. But the listeners can't see, but you guys can. But I, I you got to take care of this. You got to take care of it. You have man. to. And then yeah. I have like a dry scalp sometimes, yeah. especially in the winter month. Oh man! Mm-hmm. So I have to do uh, like tea tree oils. I'll sometimes ask Angie to oil my scalp. I think that all that goes back to being self aware. Yeah, like you're self aware of like, hey man, look, if I'm I grow my flaky. hair out, I got to take care of my hair. I have if, to. If if I want, you know, I'm training. I want to take care of my feet. Like I think. Like, I don't know what it is about feet. Like, they, they just, I don't give them enough attention because I think when I was younger growing up on island, so I had like hobbit feet. Like, we're playing hoops barefoot. You oh, know, like, yeah, you walking like, around. I walk around on concrete barefoot. Yeah. Now, but, you know, it's like, I need to, I need to take better care of them because my feet are, 
out every day for yeah. people to look at. And I, I get a little worried. But I, I thank you, man, because I was worried that my feet were. No, nah, like, man. Like, but I appreciate nah. it. But I didn't. But I didn't know you viewed your. You didn't like your feet. Well, there's some there's some dry skin, and, and to the point where what, what really gets in, when it really bothers me is um. It gets so dry that it, my big toe, like I'll get a, a, a cut in it because it'll crack. Yeah. Oh. And so when you see that my toes are taped, it's because my my toes got so dry that like the crack, like a bust, like a sli- uh, cracked lip. Mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. And it's so painful. And oh, they anything are. I do because I'm on my feet all day, it mm-hmm. tears it back up. So I have to tape it all the time. Yeah, you do. And I realized yeah. that I could avoid that if I just. So last time I talked to you when you were telling about your feet, you said, "Oh, Puma Stone." So Jennifer got mm-hmm. one, and I don't know if it's her or me, but somebody's using the hell out of that thing because it looks like it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like morphed into like at you. <laughs> like, do I squeeze it? too hard while i'm using it because it's got like handprints in it. Uh, <laughs> you're like jennifer she's like jennifer, watch this yeah. like i'm <laughs> start scrubbing your feet like i'm raking like i'm raking something with it like oh my um, gosh sometimes you can go in yeah but you know what i think my problem is i don't think i soak because i don't soak my feet so what i do is i get in the shower and a couple minutes in the shower then i start scraping yeah and i feel it like it's 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 not comfortable yeah but to your point i never if you soak then it come off easier yeah okay yep, okay yep. and then the last thing i do is i I do manscape, so oh for sure. But I I do like everything. I don't do I don't like shave my my oh, legs. No, 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 my, no. But I do like the primary, like the my chest, chest area and, the and the lower area. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, um, man. Manscaping, man. And, Dude, now that that is a thing because there's a whole company called Manscaped and they have a yeah. whole line of products. Like, yeah, I think that uh, like even the manliest brands, like brands that hail themselves as like like Duke Cannon, yeah, or um. Or oh even Doctor Squatch, right? Oh I love a gosh. lot of their stuff. Yeah. So like, um, and uh, Manscaped and all these, it's like you know, a real man. And I, their commercials are funny. It goes back to the comedy of it. Yeah. They talk about like how being a woman, they're outside, they're like out in the woods, like cutting trees with like chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they're they're selling you like hair gels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's what I think is awesome because you know it's their their whole product line is about hygiene, like what you would not you know uh associate with like a cowboy or lumberjack or like a man's mm-hmm, man mm-hmm. but their whole line is but you know um i use their stuff because my hands and i was talking about horror my hands is they have bloody knuckles yeah and it's called bloody knuckles like a manly thing but it really is just like a it's like a, it's a nice, lotion thing to kind of help heal your hands if yeah. you're like you know you work with your hands yeah so in that sense i think in the modern world we've come around like oh, we want to yeah. we want to take care of our bodies you know yeah. we want we want them to be like soft and supple and you know we want to we don't want to have those feet that catches sheets oh man <laughs> man sometimes like i'll feel bad i'll rub my foot on jennifer's and i feel like i'm gonna cut her or something yeah yeah better care no angie feet. will say I'll, I'll, i've cut her like oh my god you gotta do your feet <laughs> a little sharp down well there. i'm gonna look at, i'm gonna have to look into that that uh, care routine my man just check yeah just yeah. Do, yeah i and there's no sometimes i'll do something different like we have we just got some um some what is that you like some sea salt where you yeah, rub yeah. it off and it rubs the Jennifer's dead skin had me do with stuff it. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like um, from the, the sometimes like the they dead, sea? Salt dead sea, dead sea salt scrub. Yeah, yeah, dead yep. sea salt. We just yeah. got some of that. So tonight, instead of me doing my Norma the Puma thing, I'm gonna just uh, get some of that mm. and just rub it all on my feet and rub it and then soak we it. We had this hair, this hand routine that Jennifer had us. It was a man. I'll tell you, it it, it yeah. made your hand soft. Huh? Yeah, we got to look into that again. See, I got to do more, man. I yeah. love doing stuff like that. Yeah, for me, it's like Tiger Balm, Vaseline. Yeah, you know, vinegar and water, like all the old school stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, man. I know. All right, well, we're gonna call it. Yeah. Well, this was interesting. This is an interesting episode, as as they all are. But yeah. you know, um, I had fun talking about it. Like it's shockingly, 
You know, we haven't had a conversation about it yet. No. I think we touch on it when we talk about our views on things. But ultimately, um, I think this was a good episode to kind of just, you know, bring up our views on it. And obviously, we, we revealed quite a bit as far as what, you know, what the modern definition um, of manliness. But I think the one thing I'll take away one more time from this whole thing is that it is relative. I think there's, it's all in how you view it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that said, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. As always, you didn't ask for it, but you got it. All right, guys. So um, I think uh, next week we were going to have a special guest. Right. Yeah. And then um, I don't really know what the topic is because that's how we like to do it. We like to just show up and riff. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see where that takes us. And then we'll probably have a few more guests. And uh, we appreciate your continued support, guys. And uh, as the old saying goes, bye. bye.